You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, this Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast is presented by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Hope all of you guys had a safe and fun weekend. We are going to kick off this week of the Locked On Titans podcast with a little Mock Draft Monday and a Mailbag Monday. So in our Mock Draft Monday portion of the show, wanted to do something a little interesting, so it's conventional wisdom at this time that four of the Titans say five biggest positional needs include offensive tackle, wide receiver, cornerback, and edge rusher. So what would it look like if the Titans took one of those positions in the first round and how would that impact our next three picks in the top 100? So I'm going to go through in the first round, I'm going to take a different one of those four positions and then see what kind of mock draft I can put together filling the next three positions that the Titans need throughout the next few picks. So really excited to dive into that and at the end of all four mock drafts that I will do for you. I will pick which mock draft I think is the best. And then after that, of course, going to get into your guys' reviews from this week, get into your guys' questions, make sure I shout you out and answer all of those in our Mailbag Monday segment. So a big show today, ready to kick off the week here on the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it! fans, I am excited to dive into this Mock Draft Monday and talk about what the options the Titans could have and what kind of combinations they could put together with their first four picks. But of course, before we do, got to remind you guys, I'm going to be pumping out Monday through Friday, daily Tennessee Titans content here on the Locked on Titans podcast. Not another Titans content creator can say that. So make sure that you follow the Locked on Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream. Follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans and check out the new Facebook page at Locked on Titans pod. But let's dive into these mock drafts and I'm going to go through them quickly so we can get through all four. The first variation that I picked. Now, this isn't a pure edge rusher that I went with in the first round, but it's someone that's been linked to the Titans. They've had multiple visits with that's been reported as well. Outside linebacker and just linebacker in general, Zaven Collins. So at this point in time in the draft at pick 22 in this mock draft, all four cornerbacks were gone, all four wide receivers were gone, and all four top offensive tackles were gone. So that left me with edge rushers, that left me with defensive line possibly reaching on an offensive lineman. Didn't want to do that. I went with Zaven Collins, versatile linebacker, huge six foot five, rangy, good speed. Incredible in zone coverage. Also gives you a little value as a pass rusher as well. To me, he's a souped-up version of what John Robinson was trying to accomplish with Rashawn Evans. So that would be okay with me at pick 22 if the board fell the way that it fell for me. At pick number two, the second round pick, pick number 53, I went with Asante Samuel Jr. There were no tier two wide receivers left, in my opinion. We had Tylen Wallace that was available, but I'm not picking him that high 
in the draft. Round number three at pick 85, I went with Spencer Brown. He's a big developmental tackle, good athleticism, good size, but really needs some technical refinement. And then finally, needing a wide receiver to round things out, I went with Frank Darby in or with the 100th pick out of Arizona State. He's not a big-bodied guy like the guys that were other wide receivers that were available there at pick 100. You had Des Fitzpatrick, you had Seth Williams. Both those guys are six foot one, six foot two, going to be boundary wide receivers. I think the Titans need some versatility. They need somebody who can play in the slot and outside. And while, in my opinion, Frank Darby is a good route runner, he's a good guy who's going to be able to go over the middle, run short, intermediate routes. He doesn't have incredible speed, doesn't have incredible agility, elite athleticism, or anything like that. Doesn't have elite size. But at five foot ten, he can be a slot guy, give you maybe a little versatility outside. That one makes a lot of sense for me. The next mock, so just to round out this first one, Zayvon Collins at twenty-two, Asante Samuel Jr. in the second round, Spencer Brown at eighty-five in the third, and then Frank Darby at pick one hundred in the third as well. The next mock draft we're going to go into here is the cornerback mock draft, and right here the first pick for the Titans, pick number twenty-two, Caleb Farley, the cornerback out of. Virginia Tech, who we've talked a lot about. Next, at pick number 53, though, I had a decision to make. You had edge rushers on the board like Ronnie Perkins, Gregory Russo, Joseph Asai, Carlos Basham, uh, Peyton Turner, Quincy Roche, and that made me say, hey, there's going to be value for me in the third round there. So then I went to offensive tackle. You had Brady Christensen. You had Jalen Mayfield. You had Jackson Carmen. I'm not too in love with any of those options. So then I look at wide receiver. You have Daimi Brown from North Carolina, Rondell Moore from Purdue, Nico Collins, Dwayne Eskridge, Amon Ross St. Brown. And for me, I've said this all along, my final wide receiver in Tier 2 out of those options is Daimi Brown. So I went there at pick number 3, got the deep threat from North Carolina. Uh, Third round pick, number 85, like I said, there was a ton of value at edge rusher, so I knew that there would be one available. I went with Quincy Roche. Now, Roche doesn't have elite measurables or elite athleticism, but just incredibly productive during his time at Temple, incredibly productive during his one season at Miami. I believe in Quincy Roche, so that's going to be a common theme here, and some of you guys don't. Next, though, at pick number four, the 100th pick for the Titans in the third round, I had to fill that offensive tackle slot, so I went with Walker Little. It's insane value here. Walker Little in 2018 was considered the number one offensive tackle prospect at his age when he was going to come out of the draft. Now, he hasn't played in basically three years due to opting out and due to injury, but he's got great mirroring ability against edge rushers. He's got elite athletic traits, incredible size, good length, really, really good in his pass sets and his footwork in the pass protection game. He does need to work on his ability in the run game, but the Titans are so good good at the run game that I feel like they'll be able to develop him in that area and if you have a guy who's good in pass protection, the Titans coaching staff and their system can help him come along in the run game. Like I said, he hasn't played in quite some time, so a risky pick but at pick 100, I thought that made a lot of sense for the Titans. So those are the first two combinations I'm throwing at you. The edge rusher linebacker pick first, 
option, and then the cornerback pick first option, Caleb Farley, Daimi Brown, Quincy Roche, and Walker Little. We are going to get into the next two versions of my Mock Draft Monday, looking at a wide receiver in round number one and how that stacks out the rest of the picks, and then taking a look at an offensive tackle at pick number one. I know that just makes some of you guys shudder, but we do have to look at how that could play out. So excited to dive into those. We are going to continue today's Mock Draft Monday and Mailbag Monday, but before we do that, do have to tell you, about our friends over at BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at a fair price point. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only at BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Yeah, there might not be any football right now, but NBA, NHL, and MLB are all in full swing. Plus, BetOnline has you covered for award shows, TV shows, and reality TV as well. They have all the latest news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet, and it's free to sign up. So head to their website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device. Sign up for free today. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's one word, LOCKEDON and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when using promo code LOCKED ON at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Titans fans, we are going to continue this Mock Draft Monday here on the Locked on Titans podcast looking at the combinations the Titans could put together with their first four picks in the NFL Draft. Speaking of the NFL Draft, the Locked on Podcast Network is covering the NFL Draft from all angles. Catch up on the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast presented by Odyssey. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft and the Draft Dudes podcast for the latest draft news. And stay tuned for more info about our live day one draft coverage. But let's dive back in to these combinations. The Titans have four picks in the first 100 picks, all in the first three rounds. How could they fill their major four needs? Offensive tackle, wide receiver, cornerback, and 
edge rusher. We talked about the first two combinations, the linebacker combination, Zaven Collins, Asante Samuel Jr., Spencer Brown, and Frank Darby. We talked about the cornerback at pick one combination, Caleb Farley, Daimi Brown, Quincy Roche, Walker Little. Well, let's dive into the next two. And number one, going to talk about the wide receiver combination with wide receiver at pick 22. And I found a way to get Rashad Bateman from Minnesota, the savvy route runner, guy we've talked about a lot, would be a perfect fit in the Titans offense next to A.J. Brown. Then at pick number two in the second round, Pick 53, I went with Aaron Robinson, the cornerback out of UCF. 5'11", he's going to be a versatile slot guy, really solid in run defense. Doesn't have the best instincts for a cornerback, doesn't have elite ball skills, but those are all things that he can develop with more reps. Basically, what I found is getting a cornerback outside the first two rounds, you're going to take a significant drop-off in level, in talent, in my opinion, based on what I saw from this exercise. So in my opinion, no matter what the Titans do with the first pick in the draft, they have to find a way to get a cornerback with one of their first two picks. So I went Bateman number one, then Aaron Robinson from UCF, Central Florida at number two. Then third round pick, the first third round pick. Again, I told you, this is a common name for me. Quincy Roche at number 85. I know some people are down on Roche because he isn't an elite athlete and at the edge rusher position. That's something that a lot of people want, but for my money, I look at the production. I know John Robinson really likes the production for his college players, so I would give Roche a chance to develop with the Titans and be a situational pass rusher for the time being. And then at offensive tackle to round out the picks at pick 100, I took James Hudson, the six foot five offensive tackle tackle out of Cincinnati, a converted defensive lineman after a transfer from Michigan. He needs a ton of refinement. He needs to learn the position, quite frankly, but what he's shown on tape, he's got a nastiness. He's got good movement ability. He's got good power as well, so he's a moldable chess piece, and in my opinion, the Titans won't be most likely looking for a starting offensive tackle just based on some of the things that I'm hearing lately. I can see the Titans looking for offensive tackle in the mid-rounds there, three or four 85, 100, 126, and I think James Hudson would be a great developmental option at that range. So the wide receiver combination, Rashad Bateman, Aaron Robinson at cornerback, Quincy Roche at edge rusher, James Hudson at offensive tackle. The next combination is going to be offensive tackle first, and I'm going to keep it 10 times 10, 100 with you guys. Based on the mock drafts that I was doing, I spent hours, hours doing mock drafts, getting ready for this, trying to you know create the combinations. And I don't like to manually do the draft myself and set all the picks the way that I see them. I want the computer to do it. I want some randomness in there. I, will, I like a simulation. And basically, Tevin Jenkins coming to the Titans isn't going to happen. But if the, in my opinion, if Tevin Jenkins isn't there for the Titans, they cannot take offensive tackle at 22. It's Tevin Jenkins or bust for offensive tackle in the first round. The Titans would probably have to trade up to Arizona's pick at number 16, get in front of the Raiders, get in front of the Bears, get in front of the Colts to be able to secure Tevin Jenkins, in my opinion. So to me, that would probably be the move up to 16 with the Cardinals. But for 
you know, experiment sake, I did the mock drafts over and over and over and over again until Tevin Jenkins fell to 22, and this is what I ended up with. Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma State, talked a lot about him on this show. Got him at 22 at pick number 53 in the second round. Again, I went with Asante Samuel Jr. I don't think Asante Samuel Jr. is going to be there at pick 53, but if he is, what an incredible value for the Titans as a solid slot corner with a ton of translatable skills. Pick number three, this is where things got a little interesting for me. Looking at wide receiver, I did go with Tylen Wallace uh, out of Oklahoma State as well. He's an incredible route runner, plays with great strength, was incredibly productive in that air raid system in college, but he doesn't have elite size. He's only five foot eleven. He doesn't have elite speed either. He's just kind of one of those productive, savvy players who will always seem to get the job done. Now, I wouldn't be 100% satisfied with Wallace for the Titans coming out of the draft. I don't really think it's much of a big difference from Frank Darby, who I took with the fourth pick in combination number one, the Zayvon Collins combination. So to me, I was just in a tough spot there. Wanted to make sure that I looked at all of the different kinds of value and and Wallace was right there. So with his production, I could see the Titans looking at him in the third round. And then for edge rusher, the final pick here that I have, wanted to go with somebody a little different. Roche was on the board, but just for the sake of switching it up, I went with Patrick Jones, the second out of pit. So here's the deal. He's six foot four. He's more of a traditional four, three defensive end. But quite frankly, if he put on a little bit of weight, added a little bit of power. He could be a five-tech defensive end to me. And as Mike Vrabel said just a few days ago, the Titans ran four-man fronts. They ran five-man fronts. They're a versatile multiple defense up front, and a guy like Patrick Jones could fit in. He's got great power. He's kind of a refined pass rusher. At this point in the draft, you're not going to find a guy who's more refined than him. And he was great in run defense as well. So you're getting a guy who, in my opinion, can play that five technique. If he bulks up a little bit, he can rush a passer from the inside, maybe rush the passer from the outside if you needed that. So that sort of versatility, I think, would fit with what the Titans are wanting to do. So let's rank these combinations here for what the Titans have come up with. So let's rank the four combinations that we have come up with here for the Titans with their first four picks. Number one, we have the linebacker combination. Zayvon Collins, Asante Samuel Jr., Spencer Brown, Frank Darby. We have the cornerback combination. Caleb Farley, wide receiver, Daimi Brown, edge rusher, Quincy Roche, offensive tackle, Walker Little. We have the wide receiver combination. Rashad Bateman, Aaron Robinson, cornerback from UCF at 53, 85 Quincy Roche, James Hudson, offensive tackle at 100. Then we have the offensive tackle combination, which is Tevin Jenkins at 22, Asante Samuel Jr., Tylen Wallace, and then Patrick Jones. For me, the number one combination is the wide receiver combination. You get Rashad Bateman, you get Aaron Robinson. I love that combination, and Aaron Robinson is the... Is the The lowest rated cornerback I would feel comfortable coming out of the draft with. Then you have Quincy Roche, who obviously I'm very high on. And then James Hudson is a developmental tackle. That's my number one combination. After that, I like the Zayvon Collins combination. You get Zayvon Collins, who's a versatile chess piece for the defense. You still get Asante Samuel Jr. at cornerback. You get Spencer Brown, who I'm high on as a developmental prospect. And like I said, I like Frank Darby right just as much as I like Tylen Wallace. So Frank Darby in the fourth round 
would be a really nice fit if the Titans go that route. Number three, I have Caleb Farley, the cornerback version. So Caleb Farley, Daimi Brown, love that wide receiver cornerback combo. Quincy Roche, who obviously I like, and then Walker Little again, a guy who could be an incredible player, just hasn't played in like three years due to injury and opt-out. Titans could be getting a big steal in the third round at pick 100 with Walker Little. And the last one is the last one I talked about. Tevin Jenkins at the first pick for the Titans, not only because I think there's a ton of value at offensive tackle in the mid-rounds, but I do believe the Titans would have to trade up to get Jenkins and maybe have to sacrifice one of these four picks that we're using in this experiment. So Tevin Jenkins, Asante Samuel Jr., Tylen Wallace, and Patrick Jones is my least favorite combo. So for me, I think the Titans need to target either wide receiver or cornerback or go with either, uh, you know, a linebacker, if the Titans don't go with one of their major four needs, if they take a tight end or a defensive tackle or a, a safety or something like that, then I think the Titans could create a good combination with that. So number one for me though, Rashad Bateman, Aaron Robinson, Quincy Roche, James Hudson. I'll take the wide receiver at pick 22 combination for the Titans going forward. But we are going to jump into the Monday mailbag, talk some five-star reviews, answer your guys' questions. Before we do, want to tell you guys about the title sponsor, and that is BuiltBar.com. They have a ton of different amazing flavors with different textures, all covered in 100% real chocolate. They truly are the best tasting protein bars in the galaxy. They're incredibly healthy as well. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Make sure that you go to BuiltBar.com today. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. It is time to dive into the Monday mailbag, answering your guys' questions. But of course, in the Monday mailbag, I also read the reviews that you guys give and make sure to shout you guys out for those because I really do appreciate it. As I mentioned last week, I got hit with a couple bad reviews because some people didn't like my take on the Titans history and the Oilers and all that. And I did ask you guys if you would throw a couple reviews in there and you definitely delivered. I do appreciate it, guys. Obviously, uh, things like that, uh, listening to the show in itself, reviewing the show, subscribing, really helps me get into those algorithms. And what I'm proud of is if you go into Apple iTunes, you search the word Titans, the number one thing that pops up is the Locked on Titans podcast. And pretty much all of that has to do with you guys and your support. So thank you very much. And the first review I'm going to read comes from ChemGuy101. If you love the Titans, listen to this. Tyler is incredibly insightful with a great football mind. That's far too kind. Far too kind. He also has a great handle on the business of football. I've been trying. His podcast is a great mix of reported information, his insights, great guest interviews, and more. I really do try to put all that stuff in. That's great. Thank you. This is the only Titans pod I listen to regularly, daily content. What? Yeah, I mean, I told you there's nowhere else you're going to find that because it has it all. Keep up the great work, Tyler. Hey, thank you so much, Chem Guy. I appreciate it. Uh, next, Reezy Esteezy. 
Appreciate the hard work. Locked on Titans is my go-to commute podcast. It's refreshing to hear quality Titans content from another passionate Titans fan. Though I don't agree with every take, I appreciate the hard work and dedication that clearly goes into each episode. Keep living the dream. Dude, Reezy, Esteezy, thank you. I don't expect all of us to agree on everything all the time. Like I always say, if we're all thinking the same, no one's thinking. But all I ask is that you give me a chance to explain my opinion and can understand where I'm coming from. Next, Zisto. What's up, Zisto? Uh, best way to stay up to date. Tyler Rowland, massive uh, workload is evident, and how fun and in-depth these podcasts are listening to. Uh, keep up the good work and strong opinions. Tighten up. Tighten up for sure, Zisto. Yeah, I'll tell you, it is a lot of work, a lot of in-depth time put into it. It is a massive workload, but it's a labor of love, of course. I really, really love doing the show and interacting with you guys. Next, Spurge Nasty, best Titans pod. I listen to the podcast every day at work. Tyler Rowland is a great host, very knowledgeable about the Titans and football in general. Smash the subscribe button. Yeah, you guys got to listen to Spurge Nasty. Smash the subscribe button. Uh, Subscribe button, that's tough. I have a question. How long do you think Ryan Tannehill will be viable as the Titans starting quarterback? Also, if not this year, how soon should Tennessee be looking for a new replacement quarterback? Let's get it! Uh, I would say next year's draft, they need to take the quarterback position a little more seriously. I think Ryan Tannehill can be a viable option for the Titans for maybe two to three more seasons. Just the way that he plays the game, I think that he won't be one of these quarterbacks that can play until 40. And then the last review here comes from DJ Babb says, tighten up, party down. I love that. Uh, Tyler is doing a great job. I love his passion for Titans football while maintaining honesty. I listened to the OTP with Mike Keith and them for inside info eh, and for entertainment, but I come here for honest opinions that won't be suppressed due to Mama Adam Strunk being the boss. Do not get me wrong. I love the OTP. However, Tyler can delve into the Titans situations as an educated and rational fan with no threat to job security. He does great research and presents content clearly and timely. Great job, Tyler. This comes from one of the unicorns that was born and raised here in Nashville, Antioch. Hey, that's sweet. Um, Know that your time put into this is greatly enjoyed. Well, I definitely do appreciate that, DJ. Let's move into some Monday mailbag questions now that we have shouted out all of the five-star reviews. And if you guys feel like giving me a review and you haven't yet, I would greatly appreciate that. Like I said, it goes a long way to helping out the show, and the show is free, so that's the least that I could ask. The first question I hear is from K. Sesh, which up, homie, uh, an elite fan of the show. His question was, if you had to make a basketball starting five with current Titans players, who would they be? Really love this question. Real quickly, Taylor Lewan at center. He's just massive, huge. Harold Landry at power forward. Gives you great size, but also good movement ability. A.J. Brown at small forward. He's just going to be a matchup nightmare like LeBron style guy would do everything. And then at the guard positions, I don't know who's going to play point guard or shooting guard. I think I'd like to have kind of a um, a versatile guard group that everybody can kind of do both combo guards. Have Kevin Byard out there for defensive purposes. I feel like he's just going to swarm the opposing team score. And then Ryan Tannehill, who can kind of organize the offense, also be a shooter off the ball as well. So that would be my starting five. Taylor Lewan at center. Harold Landry, power forward. A.J. Brown at small forward, Ryan Tannehill, and Kevin Byard at the guard positions. Next, we have a question from Tyler Chandler. And Tyler said, mailbag question, is 
Is there a player that's not at a position of need that if they dropped, you think the Titans would take? One at 22, the other if they moved up. Again, not a position of need. So, Zayvon Collins would be a guy that I would mention, but I'm not even going to use that because, uh, you know, he can rush off the edge, although I see him as more of an off-ball linebacker, but let's do this. If Trey Lance were to drop to 22, I don't see how that would happen. If Trey Lance were to drop to 22, the Titans have to jump all over him. Okay, he's too much of a talent. Let him develop for two years behind Ryan Tannehill and then see what you have. Okay, not saying it has to work out, but you get a quarterback prospect like that. Some people are talking could go in the top 10, could go in the top 5. At pick 22, you can't pass up on him. Unless something crazy happens that explains why he's dropping. But the next one, and it's a guy I've talked about before, if Kyle Pitts falls out of the top 10, the tight end from Florida, pass catcher from Florida, whatever you want to call it, if Kyle Pitts drops out of the top 10 to 11 to the New York Giants, the Titans need to trade up to 11 and go get Kyle Pitts. So those are my answers there. Trey Lance, if the Titans don't need to move, Kyle Pitts, if they can move. Next, Jimmy said, I think J-Rob has only drafted small school prospects for all of his third round picks that played well in the Senior Bowl. Who are the two small school prospects from this year's Senior Bowl that we might select at 85 and 100? Okay, so not a ton of small school options at positions of need for the Titans, but for me, um, number one, edge rusher Peyton Turner from Houston. Now, would you consider Houston a small school? It's not a power five school, so that's kind of how I was viewing the exercise here. Peyton Turner at edge could make a lot of sense there in the third round. Spencer Brown, who I mentioned earlier, Jalen Moore, both offensive tackles. Spencer Brown from Northern Iowa, Jalen Moore from Western Michigan. At wide receiver, Cade Johnson, the slot guy from North Dakota State. And then another guy I talked about, Central Florida cornerback Aaron Robinson. Could make a ton of sense as a slot cornerback for the Titans. So those are all guys. Now, Aaron Robinson, I don't think would be there at pick 85. But if he is, what an incredible value for the Titans. Next, we have a question from uh, my guy, the Bud Dupree Stan himself. But uh, here's the question for us. He said, which position would you be most comfortable going into the season with as is? No picking anyone else up in free agency or the draft. Least comfortable? Okay, so wide receiver, tight end, offensive line, cornerback. The one I am most comfortable with right now is tight end with Ferkser and Swaim. I think the Titans can survive and be just as good as they need to be with those guys. Least comfortable right now? I'd probably say wide receiver. Cam Batson is not an every-down wide receiver. The Titans need more than Josh Reynolds and A.J. Brown. They need somebody. And that kind of plays back into the beginning of our show. I think the wide receiver combination of first four picks is the best one for the Titans because of how I feel uh, about wide receiver. I just think the Titans... It's been my contention all along that the Titans don't need to spend big money at wide receiver and free agency. They need to get one in the first two rounds of the draft. That's where the most value you're going to get at the wide receiver position is you know, all of these young wide receivers getting drafted in the first couple of rounds making big impacts you're going to get great value having a rookie contract wide receiver there so um, least comfortable I would say wide receiver most comfortable I'd say tight end and then finally Philip Motley what's up my boy he said what are your thoughts on the Titans picking up Delaney Walker saw some of his workouts and he seems to still have it I think he would be a great re-addition on a team-friendly deal 
If Delaney Walker plays football this year, it'll be on a veteran's minimum, so I'm not worried about the contract, I I guess, but man, I just think Delaney's done. I've said this before on the show, and I'm sorry, I'm not trying to hate or, you know, kill anybody's, you know, good vibes when it comes to Delaney, but just don't see him as an NFL player anymore, man. He's He's done, and that's okay. So I'm glad he's trying to give it a go. I hope he gets a chance, but I just don't think the Titans should waste a roster spot on a guy like Delaney Walker. As Bill Parcells would say, he would be a progress stopper. He's either um, not getting any better himself or taking away snaps from somebody the Titans could get a look at and could develop otherwise. So that's how I feel about that. That's going to do it for this Monday show. We're going to dive back into the NFL draft preview tomorrow with the defensive side of the ball. Can't wait to see you guys then. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.